This week 10 best ball sleepers and advice edition of the Heroes and Villains Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Gens assemble. Welcome to Heroes and Villains Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Robb. Joining me today, very special guest, friend of the program, Davis Pang. You may know him from the Fantasy Football Six Pack, better known maybe as uh, Hope's co-host on the road to 150. Davis, how are we doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good, pretty good. You know, it's a Wednesday, one day before the beginning of week 10. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss fantasy when it's gone. I, I'm already counting down that it's going to be gone soon. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, it sucks. We we wait all offseason, and then it gets here. We get excited. The weeks start flowing. And then next thing you know, you're like, damn, it's it's double-digit weeks already. We only got so many more until the fantasy playoffs, until best ball playoffs. It's an exciting time. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. You're up and you're down. And it's kind of how these best ball teams have been going this year, at, at least for me good and bad so uh on today's episode we're going to be talking a little bit about our best ball for uh you know best ball mania for advanced rates who we hit on who we missed on some end of season prayer circles for players that we need to pick it up at the end of the season so davis let's start with some advance rate uh give you the floor why don't you uh tell the people a little bit about your best ball mania advance rate um some players you hit on players you missed on you know where's the state of davis right now Oh, I have to keep that off the record. If my wife finds out, um, I might be <laughs> searching for voice. No, um, I'll, I'll be up front. I'm not doing too hot. I think I'm at like 14, 15% advance rate, but I am teetering. I have, I think we talked a little bit about this. That's my first half was rough, man. You know, Gus Edwards isn't doing much. James Dodgy Harris wasn't doing much. Uh, Derek Carr wasn't doing much. You know, a lot of these guys that I was really in on had a rough first half, but on the flip side, they're crushing the second half beginning and um i'm now i'm looking really smart so i do think that i'll probably advance at least at flat 16 to maybe 20 percent. so um, it's looking pretty good at some parts i have like i think two top ten thousand teams um it, it's it looks like a pace for about five uh from what i see based on the uh, scores um but other than that pretty solid and i am getting killed in one thing and this is probably the more embarrassing one is i'm getting crushed in all the high-end games like dalmatian um and like bulldogs and stuff like that. Like I'm all like at fifth place on so many of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it is rough. Um, like I'm currently advancing about 18.7%, 20 out of my 108 teams been floating roughly in the 17 to 22 teams advancing pretty much all season long. So I've been pretty steady with it. Uh, you know, d- definitely, uh, hit on a few good guys. Sam Laporta was a tight end. I had drafted a lot of, uh, Mark Andrews, you know, it's, it's been helping some of these teams, that uh you know aren't aren't doing so hot on the like late running backs i've been drafting uh you know just kind of picking it up with some of these tight ends uh because i mean again as every year we see it the tight end landscape is just brutal like you get Taysom hill for a few weeks having good good games uh you know i'm heavily invested in chig that's a miss by me you know like there's it just some of these players we really needed to kind of step up a little bit and, and haven't um who, who do you think your biggest hit is and who do you think your biggest miss was? Man, ah, oh, sheesh. Biggest miss, probably my 50% Michael Thomas. No, <laughs> no um, I would say, <laughs> I actually, I think that one weighed pretty well. I, I, I joke, but I do always like to bring it up for funds. Um, it is something I'm known for. Uh, but I would say probably my biggest miss, if we're talking about player pick to ADP, it's got to be Jerry Judy, right? Like I had like 30% Jerry Judy, um, across the board maybe like a little bit less than 30 in um bbm but it's he's, he was like a fourth round guy right started in the sixth fifth but got chased up to the fourth on the three four turn with um you know ramondre naji keenan allen like some you know but like keenan allen being relatively a really good pick there um so i can i'm getting crushed on that when you talk about adp wise i would say that's a big miss but if we're talking about hits i i would say i'm crushing right now a lot of my these rando guys like i think my Russell Wilson, weirdly enough, is good. He's QB eleven on the season, uh, coming before his bye week. I felt like I was getting him for nothing. I was paying literally nothing for this guy, and he's throwing two, three touchdowns a game. He's, I think, he's on pace to already break his uh, season projected by like week twelve, week thirteen. So he's been playing well enough fantasy wise. Probably not great overall for everyone that's uh, you know expected of Russ, but I do think for a guy that could have been anybody's QB three right um he's doing relatively well i think that's one of the biggest crushes i have and i and i and i can sit here and point to my you know 30 percent gus edwards and stuff but that's i want to talk about like some of these guys i think that are um i think are sneaky good this year so i want to say like props to russ russ is my number one or quarterback on the year and i'm I'm just nailing it and then kokomet would be my second one i feel like a guy that i got a lot of crap on all season long he's court he's tight end five you know, and his points are huge. He's not just putting up a little bit of points. He's putting up like massive points that he could be your, you know, flex play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to ask you is like on the teams that you're advancing, like, have you noticed any trends on like, are a lot of them two QB, three QB? Do you got two tight ends, three tight ends? Like, like what's the roster constructions that you found have been most uh, successful so far this year for you? So I want to, you know, I think right now for me that like the teams that are really doing well, that are advancing, pushing forward, looking good, and I feel like are going to be able to finish are my balanced rosters. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent for you know the three five seven three build, which is three quarterback, five running back, seven wide receiver, three wide, uh, tight ends. I'm a big proponent for. It. I do think that like the balanced play was actually a lot stronger than my two QB plays, uh, a lot stronger than my. Um, yeah, you know, two tight end plays unless I was drafting the higher end tight ends or even like, you know, and hyperfragile RBs, right? I think those get crushed all the time too. I, I know for a lot of us, we want to point to these late end wide receivers, but 
outside of Puka Nakua, I can't really think of a late round receiver that's doing well. Right, like Puka Tank, Tank would Tank be my Dell. second. Yeah, yeah, yep. Tank is doing relatively well, but you got to think about how often are we really nailing them and, and on team percent um, percentage wise, uh, how much we're drafting. We're probably taking them what ten to sixteen percent, and that's a high exposure. Everyone's usually down, so you have. 74 80 percent of like these really goofy guys like uh mac hollins and um van jefferson myself you know td van jefferson a ton like so i have like a lot of those guys that did me nothing and i was adding them as my seventh and my eighth receiver when i could have been adding more rbs yeah yeah and i and obviously you know we're doing so many i know you and i both uh have adjusted the way that we draft, you know, at the end, are we taking more running backs? We take more tight ends. You know, I tried to be balanced with what I tried to do. Like I took a lot of Roshan Johnson, Jerome Ford at the end of drafts for running backs. I took a lot of, you know, like I have 13.6% tank Dell and BBM. Um, obviously Puka I was on, so that was nice. Again, only 12.7% because, you know, I, unfortunately I'm one of those guys that when I listen to people, I kind of t- sometimes talk myself out of things I truly believe in. Like I really liked Puka. And a lot of people were like, there's no way like he has Van Jefferson in front of him. You know, like he's he's fourth on the team at best. And obviously he's killing it now. So like I, I need to that's one thing I learned this year is next year. I need to just really go with my own conviction because I would have a lot more Puka right now. But yeah, I was on Tank Dell as well. Love Tank Dell. Um, but yeah, man, like the these the exposure, I like to go back through uh, my teams and looking at like what my exposures look like. Uh, you know, who I hit on, who I missed on. Like, I obviously, you see here, I have 18.6 Kadarius Tony, Big miss. Swing and a miss right there. John Dotson, 18.6 <laughs> as well. That's at least coming on now. Uh, yes. You know, John Dotson's at least having a good season that I thought he could. So hopefully that uh, at the end of the year, he's probably going to be my prayer circle because got a lot of John Dotson. Uh, <laughs> a- any of those guys that, you know, that you got for the prayer circle that that you really need to kind of push you over the edge and and, you know, perform well at the end of the year here? Um, it's for me, it's gotta be Jerry Judy. I, I really need him to turn it around. He's a big, big part of my exposure right now. I, you know, people are probably gonna say Najee for me, but I was like, Najee's actually had some, he's like four good, four usable games and four not so usable games, but like, that's fine. Um, he's, he's actually still playing right. Like right now with how many RBs that have been injured, it's, that's actually having, it's a lot of own value. So I want to say Jerry Judy's my guy that I really need him to bounce back, kind of get up there. Um, DJ Moore, maybe I have like 13% DJ Moore. Uh, I was very in on him towards the middle to end of the season. He's ha- he's doing well though. I can't really hate what he's doing. So I, I want to, yeah, I was just go with that. And you know, and if I, if possible, can Ben Jefferson get up there because he's someone I drafted a buttload <laughs> of. It is a literally a dead roster spot. He has 22 total fantasy points on the year. 22. That's pretty. Yeah, bad. unfortunately, he got traded to a team that doesn't really throw the ball a ton and when they do uh, you never know where it's going to go to it's definitely not going to Bijan. it's definitely not going to kyle pitts it's going to john new smith first off like again somebody that uh, wasn't really on a lot of people's radar uh so yeah unfortunately i think your van jefferson could draw dead overall but you never know i mean he could at the end of the season have a few games where he catches a long touchdown pass uh you never know i obviously i like taylor heineke a lot more than i like desmond ritter i think taylor heineke you know in washington he was his famous thing was fuck it terry's down there somewhere and he would just launch the ball like that's what they need to do with some of these guys with drake london with kyle pitts with van jefferson like just let them go and try to make some plays so we'll see what happens with that um but yeah again i'm I'm holding the bag on some people as well uh before we continue uh continue on here i do want to tell the good people 
about Bet365. We are brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book, trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Props, sides, totals, live betting, Bet365 has you covered. And if you like boost, you're going to love Bet365. Like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same-game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up by 17 points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 first bet safety net or bet $5, get 115 bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bet365. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, want to tell the good people about prize picks. Uh, prize picks uh, is, is awesome. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Want to play alongside some of the prize picks favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Scholes. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. PrizePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to your big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Uh, I was looking on uh, PrizePix, and one thing that stood out to me, Davis, that I know that you'll like is they have a Mike Evans current line. Uh, I'm taking it higher. is 60 and a half receiving yards this week. They play the Tennessee Titans. That secondary can be exposed. So uh, shout out, David, for uh, Mike Evans here. I know you're a Mike Evans truther. So uh, that, that is something I will be playing this week. Again, go to prizefix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizefix.com slash SGPN. Uh, yeah, code SGPN. All right. We are back here. Davis, uh, so I was just kind of like going through some of my, um, you know, my advance rates here. And I, I asked you, you know, your roster construction, what's kind of going through what, you know, what has been most like successful for you. For me, again, it's been 2QB. I, I, I did a lot of 2682. Uh, that was kind of my bread and butter. Uh, 2583, uh, something of that nature. I, I am a firm believer of usually only 2QBs, which is good and bad. My highest uh, scoring team is a Cousins Golf which obviously last week did not help me uh, No, a whole goose egg in the QB spot. Um, but yeah, I, I got a lot of just two QB, uh, you know, advance right here. A couple of three. Here's a car. How Purdy. Um, I do have a one though. This one's interesting here. This is solely uh, Lamar Jackson at QB. It's, it's, it's advancing. Lamar Jackson has not been very good considering your boy Gus Edwards is just uh, found uh, some sort of fountain of youth. And has been killing it. So, uh, you know, again, I, I have like three teams, I think, overall with one QB. It was two two Mahomes and a one Jackson. Um, so, yeah, so this one was just interesting when I was looking at it. I do have Gus Edwards on here, which does help that Lamar's hasn't been very good. But Gus Edwards has been, uh, you know, on fire as of recent as well. Um, so do, do you 
believe in any sort of one QB can make it there kind of ordeal? Or do you think that that's just so hyper fragile? It's not even worth doing. I think it's hyper fragile. Um, not, not for round one. I actually think it's probably has a good success rate for round one. If you're drafting like an elite quarterback and your projection is he, he crushes, then that's it. Like he crushes. Right. Um, I do think you suffer probably in the playoffs. Um, I think that's also the issue they had with three quarterback is how it can kind of suffer in the playoffs because the odds that your third quarterback is just going to magically be helpful is very unlikely. And history has shown that, right? Like the, you know, I was uh, talking to uh, Nobo, which is one of the really, really sharp winner. He, he beat, he won the bubble. And I think he won like one of the first puppies back in the day too. Uh, you know, he was talking about how the third quarterback is like the odds of it actually ever really providing any value is super slim. But I also think that it has to be, you know, aggregate to the capital you're spending, right? If I spend on Patrick Mahomes and then I add, you know, two Davis Mills at the end, yeah, sure. Of course, it's really not going to benefit me. But I do think that people are missing the point when they do like Kirk. Um, let's say like, you know, who's a couple of guys like Kirk, Derek Carr, like Russ. I feel like that team right now would be so strong in the boat of quarterback or Kirk, Goff, Wilson, right? Or Kirk, Goff, um, Love. Kirkoff's tank Dell, like those things are like, and then when you're spending, when your quarterback one was Kirk and round 10, 11, 12, because he was, he would fall all over the place. I think you should, people should have compensated with two more quarterbacks. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys who did like Kirk Daniel Jones and like this, that team, those teams are dead, just dead in the water right now. Yeah. So, um, but I do think, like I said, it's, it varies. And I think that's to say that that combo is dead. Doesn't mean others are dead. So I do think two quarterback is probably where it's at in the grand scheme um, maybe just not so good at a uh, certain level of advance rates, but probably is better than one in three. Yeah, this year it's, it it feels weird too because like two QB feels good overall, but then you got Aaron Rodgers who's out, Kirk Cousins yep. who's out, Justin Fields has not played. Like it just it feels like this year a lot of quarterback injuries, and we're having bad quarterback play because there's a lot of backups. So it's it's a very interesting year for sure. I, I wonder how we're going to be able to take the data after the year's over and kind of compile it and look at it and know that like we're probably not going to get that many quarterback injuries next year. Um, but w- with the current landscape, like three I mean, QB might might be a good viable option right now, just because of how many quarterbacks are you know are, are getting injured. Um, and and you know another one right here, Stafford. Like th- th- this one here, I have a Daniel Jones, Matt Stafford yeah. one again. Like it currently advancing, but. <laughs> It will not, not looking hot. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the, we're not even counting the fact of like trying Tanhill's out, Anthony Richardson's out. There's a lot of guys that are just done. Um, and I think like, and I talk about like three QB, one of the biggest pitches I had was like knowing who's mobile at the end and taking shots on guys like Sam Howell right now is quarterback six. Yeah. Uh, coming out Sam of uh, week nine. So like, you could ever, you know, you're everybody could have Jared Goff, Sam Howell, and you know, Sutton or sorry, uh, Wilson, right? Like that could be a legitimate combo that costed you nearly nothing and you could be crushing Dak. Dak was a guy that fell apart all the time in a lot of uh, leagues. That would go out to like round nine, 10, you know. Um, so I and right now to top it off, like the quarterback ones aren't really separating themselves that much. There are some games where they're crushing, but like Patrick Holmes is what six points away from Tua and 10 points away from Sam Howell. Like that's not what I paid for Patrick Mahomes for. So I think that's um, something we're going to revisit. There was a regression this year. Huge one. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, most certainly it is um, definitely interesting for sure. So we'll, we'll see how, how it all shakes out here. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about week 10. Uh, I have some some questions for you that I'm going to ask you. Um, and then I, I do want to get to some uh, end of season players that maybe we should be trading for some sleepers, like uh, guys that you think just could come on hot at the end of the year that we should in redraft, you know, potentially be trying to to pick up as well. So, um, you know, for this week, I, I was looking over the QB play and I got a couple of guys here. I kind of want to ask you like this or that guy. So this week we got Jared Goff at the Chargers. Same thing, Justin Herbert at the Lions. So between those two, if you're building a DFS, you know, if you want to play this game in DFS or in like battle, uh, you know, underdogs battle royale, like what side of the coin would you rather be on the, the, the golf side or the Herbert side? Man, that was actually thinking about that game earlier today. And I was asking a friend, so I was like, how do we feel about Justin Herbert? Because remember, Justin Herbert was not a guy last year that people wanted to have on their team. And he's in the same exact situation where he doesn't have Mike Williams, where he only has he doesn't have Josh Palmer. He doesn't have a tight end that he can count on because they get injured. He only has Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, right? Um, I call me crazy, even though with David Montgomery possibly coming back, I, I think I'm taking Goff. I feel like Goff is gonna have to play to throw more. And he has Laporta, he has Amon, he has a deep shot every week with Jameson Williams and Josh Reynolds and these other guys. I I I think I want Jared Goff. And he probably costs you nothing in DFS. Yeah, I mean, I've done a couple of battle royales, and yeah, I mean, you can get them a little later. Um, you don't really have to be like, you know, the some of the guys going off, you know, uh, Prescott, uh, Burrow, like some of those guys are are going off earlier than than golf. Uh, Lamar Jackson as well. So um, let's. I, I'm I'm very interested to know because Lamar Jackson not doing very great. Uh, doesn't have any touchdowns over 20 yards, passing touchdowns over 20 yards this year. Like, just they they've kept it very close to the vest. But Mark Andrews uh, seems to be a Browns killer. Like this dude can score touchdowns against the Browns. So do you think history repeats itself and we can fall into a Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack this week against Cleveland? Um, or do you think that it's better to kind of go, you know, uh, off the board a little bit and maybe take like Joe Burrow, Sam Howell, like one of those guys? Um, I'm just not in on Lamar, right? Lamar's upside has always been his rushing ability and rushing touchdowns. Right. Um, I think this and this kind of proved the fact. I all year long, all summer long, I heard, oh man, Todd Munkin or whatever is gonna like unleash Lamar. And I was like, the, the, guilty, I don't, guilty. <laughs> I don't think that it was it was untrue because we know Lamar's a good passer. I always make the joke that like Lamar was an MVP with with Willie Sneed as like his leader. Like, you know, like uh, you know, with whatever Marquise Brown and random guys on his roster, right? Uh, so we know he's a good passer. But he didn't win MVP as a passer. He made it as a thousand yard rusher, I believe. Right. So he, you know, I think about all of Jalen Hurts' touchdowns where they all come from him just stealing from DeAndre Swift, right? Or stealing from Miles Sanders in the past and et cetera. So I think since Lamar's not longer doing it, they're they're not putting their franchise quarterback out there to get hit. They're putting Gus out there to get hit now. I don't I don't want it. Because the odds of some, you know, Lamar regressing is sorry, them progressing back into him running it in, unlikely at this point. They don't want to get hurt coming into the playoffs. And his receivers aren't really that aren't good. You know, I was I, I was making, you know, jokes about Rashad Bateman all season. And it's coming true. Like he just doesn't have the experience as an NFL player. And it's showing up. So I think you could play Mark Andrews solo. Like I would do that, you know, but I yeah. wouldn't play. Like I wouldn't force Lamar into a situation. 
Yeah, and and it sucks. Like, the, I just don't think that the the Ravens are using Zay Flowers how he should be used. Like, they're, they're again they're keeping it really close to the vest. Like, if you watch this college tape, that dude is dynamic. I don't know why they're not one getting the ball in his hands at at any point. You know, d- doesn't matter where he is on the field, doesn't matter what route he's running, get the balls in his hands. But he he can be a downfield guy from them, and they're just not doing that. It's very um, you know again I, I said guilty. Like I was a guy that believed in the Monk and offense. I thought. Mark Andrews was going to be just lights out awesome this year, which he has been very good. Um, but like Lamar just is, is faltering a little bit. So I, I did buy into that hype and it is kind of, uh, you know, killing me a little bit to, to, to watch what is happening with the running game. I, I suppose, especially over the past couple of weeks, they have like what, six touchdowns over the last three games, or is it eight, something like that rushing touchdowns? Like it's absurd. Yeah. And, but the other thing too, for me is that, you know, Andrews was always a, um, you know, like a product of being the only guy left on the field. We talk about a team that always loses players. They lose their cornerbacks over in the Ravens. They lost their running backs. They lost every receiver at some points. Like Andrews was one of the few guys, although he would be hurt some seasons, but he was one of the few guys that was still on the field. He's not getting those 12 targets, 10 targets a game constantly. He's getting like eight, some games, a couple of fives. Um, look at his stat right now, right now from week two to week nine. He has what, about five games where he's getting six or less targets. I don't know how any position, no one where you get six touches and you're the one in your position. Never happened. Um, yeah. I do think that we believed in Zay. We believed in Rashad. We believed in Odell. We believed in JK Dobbins. So when we believe in all those guys, somebody has to get it. Someone gets uh, negatively impacted. And that was Andrews. That was to me. I felt like that was kind of a given. Um, but people said, well, that just scales, you know, like everybody will get a thousand yard season. I'm like, okay, never mind. Like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's, it's been unfortunate, but we, we will see. Um, I do want to ask you about some running back and wide receivers, but first, before we do that, Davis, I don't know if you ever heard about this sweet, sweet, uh, game time, game time. It's a place uh, where you can go get tickets stress-free. Uh, you know, they have, um, it's super easy to navigate game time. Uh, it's, it's nice that when you see, you know, what price is there, it, it is the price, you know, they have lower fees, better prices. Uh, they have it on mobile as well, which is always nice. Uh, they have a game time guarantee. It says, we've got your back when you buy on game time, your tickets will be on time and authentic guaranteed, uh, with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will be having game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Uh, I was looking for some Washington uh, commanders tickets uh, for for their upcoming home games. don't want to buy into them potentially being a wild card team, but they are right on the cusp of playoffs right now. So kind of want to go down and watch one of these games. I was scrolling through game time. I just made it super easy. You also get images of the seat before you buy them. So you like know exactly what you like, where you're going to be sitting and what like the view is going to be before you arrive. Uh, so, you know, that that's always nice to see. So you're not worried about like, am I going to be sitting behind something, uh, you know, where there's like an obstruction in the way. Uh, but you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds too. takes two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email. Uh, snag the tickets without stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Wing bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which players have value stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets All right, and we are back. Davis. Uh, I want to touch back on the last thing I was saying about Mark sure. Andrews. Um, I do think, though, Week 17, Mark Andrews and Lamar is probably going to be the best thing that you're going to want, though. This might be a low advance rate situation, but if I had a, if I had a pick at Week 17, I'm interested in That's going to be it. Uh, Baltimore and they play the Miami, Dolphins, right? Yes, and the Dolphins yeah. have always played lights out to each other. So even though it may not be great now, I still think Mark Andrews probably finishes with eight, 900 yards coming into the playoffs. Um, maybe still eight to 10 touchdowns. I just will say that the one thing that we should have known coming into it was like, if you like the other weapons, like somebody has to suffer. Uh, but I do think he's going to still finish strong. Uh, and I think week 17, I'm going to, I'm going to wish I had more Mark Andrews and more Lamar Jackson for a little bit. Yes. Uh, so just want yeah, to carry no, out. I, I, yeah, I completely agree about that. And I believe uh, the Vikings for the lions week 17, I think, um, no, that no. That, Who do the Lions? Lions and Cowboys are week seventeen. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. So Lions and Cowboys, like that. That's a game I'm interested in having a, a piece of as well. So I do have, um, you know, some Lions players currently advancing. Not so much Dallas. Again, Dallas hater just naturally don't pick them a lot. Uh, but I do have a lot of the Lions advancing right now. So that game, uh, I will be very interested in watching if, if the advance rate holds true currently. I have way too much CD Lamb, and uh, and and from numerous reasons, better. yeah, numerous reasons up to why I have so much CD Lamb. But it's it is funny that I just have that much, and I got a lot of crap for it too. You know, I get a lot of crap for my picks because they're usually uh, they call them old man picks or the conservative pick. Like you know, <laughs> so it's it's working out though. I I still believe he was a, he, had a, he had every opportunity by be a wide receiver one, and I'm glad they're not dominating. You know, thirty six to three right now so you can actually throw the ball a little bit more so yeah no i, I think the cd um started out kind of slow i mean you know mike mccarthy's an idiot that dude does not know how to run an offense very well but he supposedly he sat down thought about it and uh ever since he did that cd lamb's getting his fair share every single week so uh maybe Three. he realized hey i have this pretty damn good wide receiver we should probably use him a little bit more i think they have 450 total yards over the last three games like that's gross. Like I know we, everyone was talking about AJ Brown, and I get it. AJ Brown's having a fantastic season. Yeah. I do believe he's playing a little bit of soft defenses, but C is having that same come up right now, and he's not getting any of the praise, none of it. And I think that's uh, not fair. So, yeah, I again, I, I've been watching him um, as a known Cowboys hater, and uh, he, he is very impressive out there. I mean, it's it's great when you can count on him to like bar none, get like 11 targets. Like that's great. I, I would love to have that in a lineup all day, every day. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's just been just absolutely fantastic over the last couple of weeks. And it pains me to say that uh, speaking of CD lamb, um, do you like him this week against the giants? Like, how do you think that that 
that that game's going to play out because the Cowboys seem to, if they're going to win a game, they blow the their opponent out. If they're going to lose a game, they get blown out. So, like, obviously, we all think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Do you think it's a game where CeeDee Lamb blows up? Is it a Pollard blow-up game? Like, how do you see this game going? I think it's a CD game. Um, the Giants defense, like, as as bad as that team is, that defense is relatively good overall for us for them you know being on offense four minutes of a 60 minute game like i'm pretty proud of them for holding up as long as they have but i do think this is a cd game um tony's just i i love the plotters you guys know this i love aj dylan i love you know brian robinson i love Najee. i love these like heavier up the gut guys but tony's not that and i don't know he, he hasn't been getting touchdowns he'll probably get his one he'll probably get one touchdown this year sorry one more on this game alone but man, they're gonna the Cowboys are gonna try to show dominance. Like that's what they're all about. You know, when you're a quote unquote America's team, you can't just go out there and, and win by 20 to 17 or 20 to 7. Like you go out there, you put 36 on the board. And they show that they're gonna go up there and just try to stomp, especially a division rival. Yeah, I, I think that C D gets another hundred yard game. Okay, yeah, and uh, like I've been looking at this game, trying to figure out like Pollard's been down. Uh, that 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 was a good call by me. I have like two percent Pollard in BBM, by and uh, yeah, <laughs> like that's. It, I took a lot of heat for that at the end of the year when I posted my exposure stuff and was like pointing out certain things, and people were like all over Pollard. And I'm like, I just I can't see it, and I posted it, and I, I got a lot of best of luck, buddy, or God Godspeed. Like you're gonna need it, and uh. it's looking like pretty good right now. So, but <laughs> remind me. This, you remind yeah, me right. in two months yeah that kind of stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like it just it's funny to see that now going back but um like I, again like this game kind of confuses me a little bit because i i also believe it's a cd game but this could be one of those games where they actually really involve pollard and I, so like in these battle royales i'm trying to figure out like which way i want to go cd or pollard i think i want to have a piece of both this week just in case i'm right about one of them and uh you know just kind of take lumps with the other ones but um some of the other ones, as I look down the board here, uh, some interesting games, San Francisco and Jacksonville. How do you see this going? What what pieces do you think would be viable options in battle royales here? Do you think it's the, uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk's uh, with Debo potentially coming back? Do we slide Debo in there? Because Jacksonville plays some soft zones and that's where uh, Debo kind of thrives. Same thing on Jacksonville side. Like, what what wide receiver is it? Evan Ingram we want to have. Like, how do you see this game playing out, and what what players do you want to kind of target? Man, this one's a tough one too because it's you know teams coming off buys, they can turn the corner. You know, I think about it as uh, in the NFL when you know I people I have a lot of guys I help fantasy manage for. If you don't know, I do a Fiverr. I do a Fiverr help a lot of guys, and they panic call me. They panic message me like Davis Davis. Um, my team is losing and then like it's the first half like just chill like be happy your t- you know your wide receiver is now go- is old 0 to 30 you know they're going to throw the ball the next two quarters like you sure i'm like yes don't sweat amon raw like don't worry about amon raw in the second half uh so the way i look at it would be is these guys are coming into the second half of the season they they're losing this is this is a team that's scary we were talking about them as nfc champions already up into the triple loss where they you know people want to point to Debo. No, they lost Debo. They lost um Trent Williams. Like those are those are real top heavy guys to lose. You get Debo back, he releases Brandon Ayuk, who I, you know, someone I wasn't too stoked on of him rising up. 
you know, I know he's having a good year, but he's not having that year that people were expecting. He got he kind of rolled to himself for three weeks, and there was not much return on it. Um, I do think this is the time I would play Ayuk, though. I think Ayuk is so much more beneficial for cost, uh, especially I'm, I'm assuming he costs nothing now, considering he hasn't put up many relevant weeks. Purdy's looking downhill for people. I'd rather have Ayuk because we know what Debo is. We know Debo is a short yardage guy. You're playing for very minimal upside. He's a yak guy. Leads yak back-to-back years. Um, but back-to-back years, he actually wasn't relative in both seasons. So I give me Ayuk for this one. I, I think that having more guys out there frees him up versus the other way around. Like that being Are a solo you- target. Yeah, no, and, and and I don't disagree with you at all on that. Um, on the other side, like on Jacksonville, is there any player that you want to play against San Francisco? I mean, we we look at San Francisco's defense and thinks it's like this like elite defense, but they can get the ball passed on them. I mean, we saw what yeah. happened when the Vikings played them. Like it was just amazing to me to watch Kirk Cousins just expose them as he did. So, is there anybody? Like, I think Trevor Lawrence can do the same. So, is there anybody? Uh, you know, Kirk uh, Ridley, it, uh, it's Evan Ingram. Kirk. Christian yeah. Kirk for me. I, I I love Christian Kirk. He's like I wrote an article right right before season started about how we're just not looking at him. Like I I know I did wasn't looking at him. I'll I'll tell you the straight up You'll you have hours of footage of me saying like I fine yeah Calvin Ridley's the one right. But when I got to like the final month of it, I was like man like he's going like around five six, and he's not bad. He's say Jones is not better than Christian Kirk. He's just bigger. Doesn't make you better. And I do think when you're playing crossers. You're playing uh, inside, playing out of the slot. You get a lot of free looks. And the one upside that Christian Kirk has is they can't sick Fred Warner on him. They have to sick Fred Warner, Evan Ingram. They have to sick uh, Hafunga on these other guys. Like, So I think Christian Kirk is the guy I want. He's also been targeted enough in the red zone. Not heavily, but he is a guy that you know Trevor Lawrence is looking at. So I would say, yeah, even though Trevor Lawrence only has 10 touchdowns on the season, if I had to get guess which receiver is getting it, I would probably be the one that's not being covered by the cornerback one over at uh, 49er land, which he's been crushing it. So I think give me Christian Kirk. Okay. Okay. Yep. No, I, and again, I, I agree with that. I like Kirk a whole lot. I think that they're, that they are going to need to throw the ball. I think that this could be a down game for ETN just uh, yeah. based off of, you know, what San Francisco's front seven looks like. So I think ETN takes a little bit of a hit. I think Kirk and Ingram are probably the guys I'm going to try to focus on. Um, if I am going to target this game at all, um, so yeah, so I mean, you know, there's just, just interesting, uh, you know, some games, obviously Cincinnati, Houston can be a potential shootout. Houston's been playing a lot better. CJ Stroud's been balling out. Um, and, uh, Cincinnati also has woke up as well. Problem is though, it looks like Higgin has picked up a, uh, a pra- or a, yeah, yeah, a practice injury to his hamstring. And also Jamar Chase has that, like the, the back issue right now with the way he landed in the last game. So this could be a potential Tyler Boyd game, right? Like, uh, do you think that if Chase and Higgins is out or if they're both out or, or limited, do you think Boyd is the most beneficial, uh, you know, extended player here? Or is there somebody else we should be looking for? Mixon. It's got to be Mixon for me. Okay. I, this, you know, he's getting like approximately 20 touches per game. Um, I think when you get to the red zone right now, it's been, you know, put in tight end plus Tyler Boyd. Sure. Um, but I do think like Mixon gets leaned on a little bit heavier here. I, he can catch balls. People forget this. Like Mixon can kind of do it all. And he's having a sneakily good year um, that's being overlooked because he is Joe Mixon, right? No one no one loves to praise the guy. Um, so I think Joe Mixon, I think, is one that really benefits here. I do think with the potential of 
if all three receivers are on the board, though, yeah, definitely Tyler Boyd too. I think Tyler Boyd's gonna crush um for his value. Probably costs you nothing there also. Yeah, I'm looking like just at some of the rankings here. Like Mixon currently like uh, number five running back going off the board um, has a you know a projected point total of 14.3 as well. I think that that's potentially low. Uh, he could be in for a two touchdown game. I think that's a plausible outcome for him, yeah. uh, especially if if Higgins and, and Chase are both out. Uh, that that definitely is a plausible possible outcome here um so we will do a battle royale here in a little bit um but davis i do want to give you the floor here to talk about end of season sleepers players we should potentially be trading for uh guys that are on you know maybe your bench a little bit that you're like can i play this guy can i not you know is is it going to be somebody i can viably put in there should i not trade this person away so do you have any like end of season uh into playoff sleepers that we should be targeting uh, Justin Jefferson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's two guys. So one's a little bit biased on my end, but it's not. I haven't really talked about it a lot, but I do think James Conner is this guy that really is going to come in six weeks, seven weeks. And if he plays those six, seven weeks, it's going to be good because there is no competition. And I and I remember saying this a lot. It's like people are like, "Well, Keontae Ingram," and I'm like, "Are you are you kidding me?" You know, I I, I Keontae Ingram has done what seven total yards on the season. Like, I don't know what he's done. He's done nothing. Um, so I do not, think not that much. Connor is a three down back. There's no, I think Amari DeMarcado might be able to take a little bit, but not enough for me to be scared. I do think James is someone that people should have been targeting on last week, this week, coming into IR. And I feel like the guys that are eating his IR weeks probably feel like they're selling high because anyone who's had James Connor hates James Connor. They're like, oh my God, this guy's injured again. You know, uh, same thing, right? He's in your, um, he's in your end of season prayer circle, huh? Yes, definitely. 50% of my roster. But yeah, he's up there um, for sure. But I do think he's going to he's gonna crush, man. He's done it every single year. We write this guy off every year. And I caught myself doing it, but I'm like, man, I'm wrong. Um, I should be using this guy more often. And then my second one is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I don't have a ton of Hopkins. I had a little bit of him in the beginning. Obviously, I was hoping he'd land on a team that wasn't the Titans. But like, think about the amount of quarterbacks he's played with and how immediate he's been relevant for those guys. DeAndre Hopkins is probably the most quarterback-proof player next to Brandon Marshall. Right? Um, he already had his big game once with Levis, and now he's on a down game. But his down game still was like eight targets, um, and Levis is still getting a feel for the NFL. I guarantee, I, I wouldn't be surprised by week 12, 13, they're, they're, they're synergized. And you got Hopkins for almost nearly nothing within the next two weeks. And he's getting eight, nine targets. If I'm full P- full PPR, yeah, you signed me up all day for Dodger Hopkins right now. He's gonna he has a clear gap between every receiver behind him. There is no receiver behind him. Traylon Brooks is already hurt again. Nikhil Westbrook, you know, whatever. Chig, who knows? Derrick Henry's probably the second receiver on this team. Um, so sign me up for that. Uh, and the reason this came up is because somebody was asking us in one of our discords your fantasy six pack. Uh, shout out to the F6P crew. Um, they were like, who did like more? Raheem Mostert in full PPR. Thank you. And then, or uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, my crew was saying Raheem Mostert. And I was like, don't count on Hopkins yet, man. This is week 10. Devon H. Achan could come back, take a lot of meaningful snaps. I mean, how many, do you, do you know how many receptions Raheem Mostert's had in the last three weeks? I don't. One. Ooh. right like i i had to look it up i was like he only has one reception in three weeks well, who was his competition it wasn't jeff wilson so um 
They seem very concentrated on the wide receivers. Though. When both Waddle and Hill are there, they seem very concentrated on that. Like, have you noticed that? But when they're both there, it just seems like they're going to run the ball, but all the passing work goes to the wide receivers. And even the runs are a toss-up, right? Like, they're not yeah. really running the ball. So I do think that, like, do I do? I mean, if I have to guess, does is Mostert really holding this job for 15, 20 touches? The answer is probably not. He's not even doing it now. So I, and that's where this came up. So I think Hopkins is a guy that I would be actively targeting full PPR, maybe half, but I, but I guarantee you could probably buy him still kind of cheap. I guarantee it. Yeah. And, and so you mentioned James Conner and, uh, I was listening to a podcast today and they brought up rest of season. Who would you rather have Tony Pollard or James Conner? It was funny because like immediately I'm like, oh man, they're going to say Tony Pollard. Right. And like the, the two guys on the podcast were kind of like, um and they kind of started talking it out and they landed on i guess pollard because of the offense they're like but that's really close right james connor's gonna have a lot of work and it's just it's funny and i immediately thought of you and james connor it's like if that's a true question and conundrum for people like that tells you it does that tell you more about james connor or does that tell you less about tony pollard right like it it should it should easily be tony pollard if you look at uh, beginning of year stats, right? You know, like yeah. what we thought projection wise that they were going to do, but it was just funny to hear them kind of him and hall about James Conner versus Tony Pollard. I mean, James Conner is not even like playing right now at all. And he still has about 400 rushing yards. There are guys who don't have 400 rushing yards and he's been out for at least four or five weeks and he got hurt in the middle of a game and just never came back. So this guy, he's actually really been putting up uh, two touchdowns, at least running. I think one receiving, I could be off, but like, he hasn't been a joke this year. And I know for some people they feel like he is, but I'm just, I'm going to say right now that um, he's trending upwards when, when some person is trending downwards, because you can't say what if with Tony, we already know what we got. We got a guy that's not getting goal line. And at the end of the day, goal line matters. Ask us Edwards, right? Yeah. That's, yes, that's Edwards not doing a ton, but he gets goal line. We win. Like we're, we're eating. Um, so I think that's, that's where I sit on him. And on top of it off, like one little stat line I was going to say for Connor is like, you know, when he was getting that to touches, he got like five targets in a game once, but they haven't had a quarterback really since. But him and Kyler, that's exactly what you want. You want Kyler out there with James Connor because that's the best version of Connor you're going to get. And that's where we're at right now. Yeah, it's so weird to me that they want to bring back Kyler because they're they're Agreed. dead in the water as a team. You're going to bring back your potentially good, you know, franchise quarterback, right? Like it, he's supposed to be their franchise quarterback. You're going to bring him hurt on a dying team in a dying year to potentially get hurt again. I mean, what, like, are you trying to mess up your draft spot? Like, what is, I don't understand what they're trying to do here with Kyler. I agree, fantasy wise, bringing him back helps the team a lot. But for football purposes, to me, it makes no sense. You're going to get him hurt again, potentially for no good reason. Like, do you have any heads or tails of, of what they're doing with Kyler Murray? I have no idea. I think it's, I've been saying it for the beginning. I think it's a showcase games. Um, I do think it's a little early for a showcase game because you are going to try to make a trade. I do think he's going to, if he showcases well for two or three games, you're getting a first round pick for him, right? Like you're most likely getting a first round pick or, or a second and some other stuff um, or the yeah. ability to trade up to the one overall, right? Um, there are teams that could use them. I think a team in my mind as a front runner would be the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons. Immediately. That's what I thought of when you said that. Yeah. Yep. Falcons. Um, I guess the jets, if they can find a way out of a rod, but I feel like the Falcons are just 
that piece away. So I think they're going to try to convince teams that they have a guy here. Um, I, do I mean, think- Tampa Bay would be somebody else if they would, if they really are keeping Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, like, yeah, they, they, they to me seem like a good match. Um, I, I, I'm an, I'll admit, I'm not a break Baker Mayfield guy. I probably, once again, you can find hundreds of hours of footage of me crapping on him. Um, but I'll give it to him, man. He's doing, he's doing really good. I, I don't know if he gets kicked out. I, I think that defense has let that team down hard. They've been not good this year. Yeah. And you got to think about how Mike Evans, sorry, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield has come into this first season of this team. And he's, what he's doing is impressive. Actually. I have to give him credit mm-hmm. there. But I do think Kyler ends up as a shot at like a good amount of teams this year. Um, he can end up, he even be a Titan for all we know, you know, if they are still randomly yeah. rebuilding. Um, so I sure. do think this is a weird, I think it's too early to showcase, but I think this is what it is. They're going to showcase them. Yeah. that That's, it's the only thing that makes sense to me as well Is like, they're, you know, they're going to try to trade him. But again, like if you put him out there and he gets hurt, you ain't trading him for nothing. So, yeah. uh, Best of luck to you out there, Cardinals. Before we get into, uh, we'll do one Battle Royale uh, draft. You and I put a team together and we'll split the $30,000 when we win. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll do that. But before we do that, I just want to ask you, like, give us a few uh, players that you think that we should be trading away or staying away from, uh, you know, at the end of the season here. Uh, okay. Um, right now, a couple of guys that I'm not a big, I'm not too, too in on. It's probably the Dolphins running backs. Um, I'm probably going to get crushed on this one because I do think their outcome is all over the place. But without Toronto Armstead or consistently being there with the team, like you said, focused on passing, I don't know Like if I want to trade for... I, I get this question a lot. It's like, should I trade for Devon? Like, look what he did when he was. I'm like, cool. He did that on like so little amount of touches. Um, I, 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 I'm. You got to get 15 for me. Like, you got to get 15 touches for me to really take you as a consistency guy. So I do think he's someone I would probably get ready to trade. Um, I think Aaron Jones is somebody I, I'm not too in on either. I think he's someone that you could trade. He's, he's always been one foot in um, of being injured one foot in one foot out every year. And I know that says a lot for someone that takes James Conner, but the difference is, is Aaron Jones is actually val- like inherently sought out for people like, Oh, look, he's finally back. He's great. Like people love Aaron Jones, but he had a good game, and that last touchdown is what really put him over that good game. He, other than that, he would have been a mediocre game. I think you could sell for him to get some good stuff. Um, I do. I think there are people right now who, I think Rashad White's getting a lot of love right now. So I don't think you could have traded for him right now. But I think originally you could have easily got Rashad White and a friend. Um, so I think Aaron Jones is someone I would probably trade because that's just a bad team. They can't rely on this guy to do that. And once December rolls around, AJ Dillon, man, his thighs get hard and he's gonna be toughest steel uh-huh. aj's december i guarantee is coming around the corner yep yep what about uh i'll, I'll ask you a last question here two guys same team jordan addison tj hawkinson first would you trade either of those guys with josh dobbs now at the helm or if you aren't trading them would you at least trade one of them and which one would it be i wouldn't trade them um sorry i wouldn't trade hawkinson i would probably trade addison Okay. Uh, I think what Hawkinson is doing is too good. He runs different routes. He's a different type of guy, big, big body player, veteran. Um, and to top it off, Dobbs used his tight end, right? We saw Trey McBride have good games. We saw Ertz have good games. And Hawkinson's better than both of those guys. And it's not relatively close. Even his first game without knowing the plays, Hawkinson was on, what, 80-something yards. So he could have had about 100-plus if some, some drops didn't occur or some miscues. Hawkinson's the second best receiver on this team in my book. I know Addison is looking great, 
but you know, he'll be better probably by next year. But I think Hawkinson's the guy I would keep. I think Addison's someone I wouldn't keep, um, especially with the news that we got. Um, that's obviously JJ's coming back. So you get red zone looks great, but I'd, I say Hawkinson's the guy you want, especially in full PPR half. And tight ends are just harder to find, man. Yeah. Finding a stud tight end is not easy. And I think, you know, Hawkinson was the guy I was targeting a ton of. Um, and he's crushing it, man. He's been having probably one of the better seasons in my book from a week-to-week standpoint. Like, I'm not worried when I start Hawkinson, like, ever. Yeah, no, I, I agree. To, I mean, Addison would be the one that I would trade away with JJ coming back. Hawkinson's, you know, still getting the red zone looks. And so I, I agree with you on that. It's funny, though, like, I have Hawkinson on a bunch of redraft teams. Every week after I look, there's always a questionable tag beside this. Like, he's just, every time he comes off the field, they're like, yep, questionable for a little bit. And then he's fine. It, it just always makes yeah. me laugh when I see it. I mean, like I look at Hawkinson's numbers. He only has one game under eight targets. <laughs> one game. The man has eight oh, yeah. targets. He's, he's elite target share. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's unbelievable. So, and here's the thing. It didn't change when Dobbs came. Like he got 12. It, it, it went up. Like, so I think there's, I think quarterbacks have a trend of certain routes they enjoy to throw to, right? Like, let's, let's be real. Like Jimmy G loves to throw it two yards out. And um, everybody else likes to throw it further down the field, right? But so I do think that Dobbs, loves the tight end routes um yep. he loves the big body guys uh we've we've seen this in the players before so i would tr- and i get the tight end is not easy everybody knows this yeah it, it is the tight end landscape is always a mess um so you know getting an elite one obviously is is what you want to do so um all right cool well let's uh let's jump over here to battle royale let's uh let's get one going here and uh we'll put a team together hopefully take it down and uh i'll be uh i, I guess i won't venmo you fifteen thousand dollars the irs will see that i'll i'll get it in cash and, and i'll fly it out to you yeah, yeah of course <laughs> i like mine in non-sequential bills apparently that's what you're supposed to say, <laughs> done, supposed to say? Yeah, two dollar bills is that fine yeah that's fine two dollar <laughs> bills are lucky as i'm told i'll double lucky. Uh, i don't know I, I work at a bank so i see two dollar bills come through a lot uh which is it's just always funny to me to see a two dollar bill it's just it's yeah, it is weird when you think about it mm-hmm um, so I know normally you're uh, letting hope drive here. I am not hope. Uh, hope is awesome. I am uh, lackluster at best at, at driving here. So I'm going to more or less let you kind of talk us through a little bit about like what you want to do. Um, I know you said you haven't like really dove into week 10 yet. Um, I've done it a little bit, but is there any anything up here that you're like more or less wanting to to go after any games or any players? So I, I I will say this much. I'm probably not targeting hard for like Dallas Giants because there's only realistically one usable player on that team in my book. But I do think like I would probably target like CD and Dak. Um, I like CMC Sweet. coming off a I like CMC coming off a bye week. Obviously, like that's fun for me. Uh, I think Alvin Kamara is trending downwards. He went down from majority of snaps about fifty percent now. So that does kind of throw me off, and I don't think he's gonna receive that the love that he was getting weeks before. Um, so everyone here on the front page, kind of, I'm not really into because even with like Eckler, like I so said, I guess after CMC might be Eckler. So it's like Eckler is like that guy because we're, there's no weapons. Yeah. On this team. So, so we're drafting six. That's that, that's yeah. the last spot. So, so we got a swing pick here. Um, any QBs here that, that you see that you're like, yes, definitely wouldn't want to want to take that guy. I think, I think Dak, I so think they're going to showcase. I think Dak is, a, he's, he's going to be showcased. You know, they okay, have to so show off. It sucks because CD is going to be gone by. I mean, unless he for yeah. some reason falls to us, but I doubt he will. Um, yeah. So how do you you want to take um, Ferguson? Yeah. 
like like if we take Dak, like I think Dak and Ferguson is a nice a nice pick. Uh, obviously, we don't need to take any bringbacks from the Giants, but no, Dak no, and no. Ferguson to me is is fine. So that that leaves us the ability to kind of mix and mingle a little bit before we have to take Dak. I think. Yeah. Um. So we're going to be coming up here in two picks. Anything up here that you'd want? I mean, you you had mentioned earlier about taking a naked Mark Andrews. That that'll be in play for us. Um. If I mean, Eckler we have, falls here, do you? Yeah, we have, want Eckler. If Eckler falls, us, I would take him. I'd probably okay. go Eckler into. Um, yeah, so Eckler does fall, so we can take Eckler. What do you want to do after the Eckler pick here? Anything that stands out to you, like Laporta, Andrews, Evans. Um, Mike Evans? Yeah, Mike Evans. Okay, I'm, think, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think Mike, Mike Evans. I have like 23% Mike Evans in my exposures. Um, he's been great. He gets a call. He gets a touchdown called back by a yard. Like, that would have been amazing, right? Um, yep. On pace for 1,000 yards. Quarterback proof, once again, like anybody else. Future Hall of Famer. I don't care what anyone says. Uh I would have probably considered a little bit of T Higgins here, but I will say the news will scare me a little bit. But the one thing yeah. that I do like is a lot of the interviews that came from T Higgins with Joe Burrow were very positive. They're like, Hey man, he's my buddy. Like we're going to meet him talked. He was getting the ball. Like he's going to, we're going to do work bounce back season, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Just, you hate seeing a player pick up an injury during practice, you know, the hamstring and it just puts his uh week 10 availability in doubt, which sucks. Um, From, so coming back know, here, it's the Bengals well, though. I don't trust Zach Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust. That's the coach true. <laughs> I don't that's believe true. him. He can oversell and undersell anything. He's uh, so, so he's, he's, uh, he's Pete Carroll jr. Yeah. He's, he's been the worst. <laughs> I hate him. People hate Arthur. Uh, Smith. I hate him. Oh God. Arthur Smith. Oh, yeah, we can't even go down that road. That dude just uh, agitates Ooh. the living hell out of me. Yeah. Um, um, so coming back here, we hopefully we'll be able to take uh, Dak. Um, I say what's we your backup take... option at QB if you if we don't get Dak? What do you what do you want to back up into here? It might be silly, but like I would probably go like last pick Levis. <laughs> He's going take against a, Tampa. Will Levis. I thought like, you, maybe you were going to say Baker to to, to mix up with uh, Mike Evans. That would have been another one I would consider too. Like I was thinking about maybe if we get the chance that we could take DeAndre Hopkins with our Evans for the come bring back. Um, oh, okay, okay. I, I see what you're trying to do here. Uh, that's not, yeah, that's not terrible either. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's like, and you know, I I kind of crap on my boy DK this year. I crapped on Gino. I'm not a Gino guy. I, I just never been, never have, um, and I'm, I'm glad to be right. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it looks sad. Like, it looks like he wrote back now, huh? Yeah, he's like, hey guys, sorry. <laughs> you know, um, I do think ETN is still also a shot, sadly enough, because he, he is the goal line, right? He's getting 20 touches, he has no competition. So, I do think I we could have got maybe ETN if they came back somehow. Um, mm-hmm. even if his yardage is bad, ETN has been inefficient this year. He's under four yards per carry, he's at like three, three, six, and he's like leading the league right now because he gets all the goal line, which what Trevor Lawrence can do, right? That's the idea. Trevor yeah. Lawrence can get you to goal line. Oh, there goes Topkins. Damn. Yeah, I was kind of you. You kind of sold me on on all that. Um, so since Hopkins is gone, uh, I don't. I mean, do, we don't really have to take Levis. I mean, there's no opportunity for anything else no. besides Hopkins. So, do you want to take Baker to to go with that, or well, I mean, I guess it's going to depend on what this guy does. Because if, if this person takes Dak, then we can switch. If not, then we can still take Dak yeah. and uh, oh, so Dak's still there. Yeah. So we can take Dak and and Ferguson. Yeah, we could do Dak. I think we can do Dak and then grab like uh, Ayuk and then grab Ferguson on the way back. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, because it looks like a couple people already have tight ends here. Um, yeah. so we'll grab Dak. And yeah, you said Ayuk. That probably is a good play here. Um, because you can play three wide receivers or two running backs, two wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So that that'll leave us open yet. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with that because I think that Ayuk gets plenty of opportunities this week here, even with I mean, Debo he- coming back. He's receiving like at least seven targets, right? I think we can confirm seven targets because it's not that. And this is something I think we get a lot mixed up. It's oh well, well Kittle's gonna get work too. Kittle's not getting work with Debo coming back. I think Kittle takes a big hit here, um, mm-hmm. and I dropped a lot of Kittle once again. This is me eating my lumps and um, getting lucky that Debo got hurt, right? I got lucky that I get some good Kittle weeks, but I do think Kittle regresses with the return of Debo more than Ayuk does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was a little down on Kittle. Um, I wrote a, a piece for uh, SGPN about my uh, best ball tight ends, and Kittle was ranked seven for me, you know, behind a couple of of other guys, and uh, I, I I still feel good about that. I mean, he's he's teetering around that right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's um his spike weeks are like elite though. His spike mm-hmm. weeks have been just too good, and I think that's why people buy Kittle is because in the play in the fantasy playoffs. If you get you know best ball playoffs, you get a Kittle week. You're you're likely advancing, right? It's almost a guaranteed advancement. And but I do think from a week to week standpoint and health concerns that the man is not where he should have been. But we play for you know good best ball players, right? We play for the money. We don't play for advancement. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean definitely. Um, so coming up here, we still got six picks until we're up. Obviously, we're gonna try to take Ferguson if he's still available. Do you want to take another wide receiver or do you want to take another running back? Um, Mixon's in, uh, you know, some, somebody I would take here uh, personally. I like Mixon and, and the matchup and what opportunities he may have. Um, we have a couple of wide receivers down the board here that are a little interesting. Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, Nico. Um, I'm okay with Joe. I think Joe Mixon's like a fine play. I don't know if he's going to be the winning week guy, but I do think he's a guy that has like, there's no miss on him, right? I, I don't. What's his worst yeah. game is what fourteen, and I think those sometimes get you through. So I also think Derek Henry's very undervalued right now. He's been crushing really well too. Yeah, Henry's uh Henry's interesting too, and that's a bring back for our Evans. So I think I think we take probably one of the Henry or Mixon if anybody if if either of those guys are there, and then yeah. obviously take our Ferguson and and be done with it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, yeah, a few weeks ago when I did uh, place twenty sixth in the battle royale. There is nothing like sweating out the the late games in a battle royale state when you only have a couple players and you have all these other teams charging behind you with all these points being scored. And uh, it was an exhilarating threat. My wife is like not into gambling, not into like watching any of this stuff. But when I told her like what was on the line, she got real interested. And it was just so funny to watch her like a football enthusiast, but not so much into like best ball and like fantasy so much. Um, even though she did win uh, my home league two years in a row. Uh, so Mixon and Henry went, by the way. Shit. That's funny. Um, okay. So we could take Ferguson. We'll know that. But then what do we want to do on this other pick here? Uh, we got Deontay Johnson. Um, Tyler Lockett, maybe? Or, yeah, I would consider it. To, maybe Amari Cooper. Lockett, I know it's a little Lockett random. is there. Amari Cooper is there as well. Let me take Ferguson here real quick. Kind of sucks to leave a, a Hawkinson on board, though, but. I do think that Ferguson gets more. I mean, we can side. double tight end it if you want. I mean, that that no, no. I have no problem with that. Um, no, no, no. Let's let's scroll down a little bit. Let's see some wide receivers here. So some of these wide receivers here we have. So there's the locket there. 
I, maybe, Christian, I, Christian Kirk's there. Dotson. Maybe I mean, there's Dotson? a couple of good guys here. I think maybe Dotson. Dotson. Yeah, I mean, he's getting a lot of play. I'm, I'm fine with that. He's riding two weeks hot right now. Um, I think he, he is right the wave. Um, there's a lot of guys at this part. This is fun because I think this is one of the better final rounds I've ever seen. Like Justin Jefferson's down here, man. I would have normally said Cooper probably, but I think Baltimore has been playing lights out. Um, I don't know yes. if it's going to affect Cooper though. Like his Cooper has been, you know, shout out to Cooper. He's having a good season again and uh, got underplayed a little bit. You know, he was a guy that was originally round three, then slipped to mid round fours. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's a guy that I should have drafted over Jerry Shooty. <laughs> Let's see. So, yeah, so our team here, just to recap for the uh, listeners, is uh, quarterback Dak Prescott playing the Giants. Running back Austin Eckler, our lone running back. Uh, you know, Chargers play Detroit. Wide receivers Mike Evans against Tennessee. Brandon Ayuk plays the Jags. And Jahan Dotson playing Seattle. And then, obviously, we paired our tight end Jake Ferguson with Dak. Um, I like this. Uh, we have some high-variance players here, Austin Eckler, and then, obviously, you know, Mike Evans, I think those two can score very well this week. Um, it would be really nice for this team if uh, – let me go back here and pull up. I think we got, we got a little unlucky there with the people sniping our bringbacks. I do wish we got bringbacks on yeah. this. That would have uh, been nice. Yeah. I would have really enjoyed having um, DeAndre Hopkins against a Mike Evans. Because I, I, I don't think Tennessee's defense is that stout. And, I, and right now we just watched um, – you know, a CJ Stroud just torch, torch Tampa Bay. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. Bit of a nice, yeah, no. to fix him. yeah. Yeah, I, I think for this team to really do well, we need like a we definitely need Ferguson to get a touchdown. Two touchdowns on this team, uh, would be very uh, electric, I think. Like that would really help this team a ton. Uh, with the tight end and the QB double points there, so we'll we'll see how this plays out. Um, but yeah, man, whatever uh, whatever we win, you know the thirty thousand. I again, I will be uh, contacting you and uh, finding an alias to send that money to. <laughs> I mean, luck's on our side right now. I mean, Jake Ferguson has back to back TDs, um, numerous yardage, and the one thing I will say is like the Cowboys don't play to barely win. They really do come out there and just really stomp people down and i know cd hasn't really gotten the total yardage out of that but even in games where he only has four receptions like for those four receptions are like 77 yards or like 60 like they're not bad um just yep. not round one worthy at the time so i i, I have faith in it i think they're going to come out people are i mean look what happened with josh jacobs when he, he just did to the giants right they, they come out here to just stomp players now yeah sportsmanship is out <laughs> yes it is uh all right well davis i uh greatly appreciate you joining us uh it's been fun i appreciate you getting into battle royale here with me uh before we go why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social what what work you've been doing do you have anything coming out for fantasy six pack floor is yours um yeah man thank you thank you uh so right now i'm still right for fantasy six pack but as of this moment i'm on hiatus because i'm just uh moving i'm moving homes uh but you can catch me on the Fantasy Six Packs uh, podcast called The Fantasy Edge. We do a show every Monday, which releases, I believe, on Tuesdays. It's me, uh, Richard, and Dennis. Pretty entertaining. Uh, it's three different type of guys. Uh, we, we have a good time uh, doing a podcast on there. A couple hundred uh, listeners, as I've heard, apparently, is what I've been told. And it's been fun. Uh, so I do that every week with them. And then as for Fantasy Six uh, Best Ball, I'm currently not doing too much besides guest appearances here and there, obviously. 
you guys. And then, yeah, I'll be it. I'll be doing another one, I think, with our, our boy uh, Pat soon um, from the Pound. Um, so catch me on that when I go on there too. Nice, nice, yes, awesome. Um, yes, uh, for, for anybody who didn't watch Draft Day, uh, Davis also joined us for that. So he's a fellow Draft Day aficionado. Catch him next year on Draft Day four as well. Davis, again, we appreciate you coming on. Everybody, thank you so much. Good luck and let it ride.